Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirrabbilalamin. Sallallahu sallam ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Amma ba'd. Naam. So continuing from where we took off last week, bi'idhnillahi ta'ala, we came to the matter of al-i'tisam bil-kitabi wa-sunnah clinging on to the book and the sunnah, the Qur'an and the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah and we work through the Sahih of Imam al-Bukhari we mentioned that Imam al-Bukhari in his Sani'ah and that which he did concerning this Sahih of his and the way he authored this, this uh, kitab there, there is more to it than meets the eye it's not just a book that and it contains the hadith of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, but even in the fiqh of Imam al-Bukhari and how he يعني, arranged the kitab and we mentioned that last week we worked through from the beginning leaving out parts but we يعني, in general in a brief manner we worked through the beginning from kitab كيف uh, بدل uh, all the way to the end showing the fiqh of Imam al-Bukhari and as he's mentioned that fiqh al-Bukhari fi tarajimi as the scholars they mentioned the fiqh of Imam al-Bukhari and that which you can extract by way of his fiqh that understanding that, that this imam this jabal this mountain of knowledge and the, the imam of the muhaddithin that fiqh that he was blessed with and that is why they said lillahi uh, durrul bukhari they would say lillahi durrul bukhari and so we mentioned yani, after mentioning the different kutub and the abwab in his sahih uh, and the ahadith that the imam he brings within those kutub and those abwab, within those books and those chapters within the Sahih. We mentioned the, the munasaba and the relevance between yani, the abwab, the various abwab in that particular kitab and the relevance of the ahadith that are mentioned or that were mentioned by, by the imam or brought by the imam within those abwab until we came to, yani, after finishing all of those abwab, we came to, uh, those kutub and abwab, we came to the last two books within the Sahih and we said that they were Kitab Al-I'tisam Bil-Kitab Al-Sunnah Clinging on the book uh, concerning Clinging on to the book and the Sunnah And then after the last Kitab, Kitab Al-Turheed And it's showing to us that all of that which is preceded in the Sahih All of it is from the Kitab and the Sunnah And all of those Kutub and all of those abwab and all of those different subjects that were covered from uh, Iman, Badl Wahi Awalan, how the revelation began, Iman and the matters concerning Iman, and then Al Ilm, and then the Ibadat, and then those Mu'amalat that take place between uh, yani the creation, Jihad, and all of those Kutub uh, and Abwab. The Sheikh, the Imam, the Imam, Imam Bukhari, he then brought Kitab al Aytisam. Showing that in those matters, in all of these subjects, in all of these matters, we go back to the book and the sunnah. And the first hadith he brought, does anyone remember? Within that kitab. Huh? La, la, that's the first hadith he brings in the sahih, but the first hadith that he brings in kitab al-Aytisam kitab al-Sunnah. The hadith of Umar when the Jew came saying, there's an ayah, there's an ayah that has been revealed upon you. If it was revealed upon us, the Jews, then we would have taken, like, we would have taken that day as a day of Eid. 
referring to the ayah, which ayah? Al-Yawma Akmaltu Lakum Deenakum. That ayah, this day I perfected for you, I completed for you your, your, your religion. Now, within this kitab, Kitab al-Itisam, the Kitab al-Sunnah, the Imam, he brings a bab, he brings a chapter. And we mentioned also within there, which Allah Ta'ala, if not today, then maybe in the next sitting, um, we mentioned also the bab that he brought, the ithm, the sin of the one who, awa uh, muhdithan. And the first and foremost, the, the, the prohibition of al-ghulu in the deen, pro, uh, prohibition of, uh, yani from uh, extremism in the religion, wal bid'ah. And then the chapter after, the, uh, the sin of the one who accommodates and aids and supports an innovator. And a question arose last week, someone asked after the, the, the dars, which is good for us to make mention of. And that is that that hadith mentions that Medina is yani, uh, sacred. Medina is sacred, so مَنْ أَحْدَثَ فِيهَا فَعَلَيْهِ لَعْنَةُ اللَّهِ وَالْمَلَائِكَةِ وَالنَّاسِ أَجْمَعِينَ So uh, it, ra- it, uh, it raises the question, is that why only Medina? Yani, is that only in Medina? Scholars, they mention like Sheikh Salaf Fawazan, he mentioned when explaining this hadith, the Sheikh Hafidullah, he mentioned that the reason why Medina was mentioned specifically is because of the hurma and the sacred nature of Medina and because the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that is his Medina. That's his city and that's where he's, he's buried. And you have the nerve to innovate in his presence and whilst he's, he's buried within the same city. And rather we have a general hadith which, which uh, yani, uh, wherein the Messenger of Allah, uh, messenger of Allah وسلم, he mentioned a number of things um, yani, um, where yani, if a person was to commit those things then upon him is the curse of Allah. And from them was this. So no mention of Medina. And so bid'ah is haram in every place, in every location. But in Medina, the sin is greater. The sin is greater. Now, and so this affair of giving uh, yani sanctuary and yani giving uh, protection and, and support to the people of innovation, and this is a clear, clear warning yani, uh, uh, from that. And that is an affair which we have to touch upon, and yani we will touch upon that. But the Imam, he brings another chapter. Bab, Qawlillahi Ta'ala, the chapter, the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this is in his Sahih, where um, the Imam now, he brings the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَأَمْرُهُمْ shura, And also, the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَشَاوِرْهُمْ فِي الْأَمْرِ وَشَاوِرْهُمْ فِي الْأَمْرِ Yani the affair of mushawara, the affair of seeking counsel, and consulting the believers, and consulting the believers. Now, I left my copy of Al-Bukhari. Anyone, do you have Bukhari here? And then Al-Bukhari, Sahih Bukhari here. We have Sahih Bukhari? If you can bring Sahih Bukhari, Kitab al-Itisam. And so, he brings this, this bab now in Kitab al-Itisam, Kitab al-Sunnah. And he uses uh, the heading, these two verses, وَأَمْرُهُمْ شُورًا يعني in their, uh, the believers, they, يعني in their conduct, they, they seek mutual consultation. This is the way the believers. And the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
وشاورهم في الأمر and uh, يعني seek uh, their consultation in the matter نعم no I left it I left it at home I'm sure you have to have Bukhari you look after that talk last week and the masjid is free from Al-Bukhari Abadan it's going to be there definitely نعم unless anyone someone has it on the phone actually I have it on my phone as well صلت عليه now, so that's the beginning. Towards the end of Kitab al Sam. Now, you have the Arabic, just, just the Arabic. No. So, the Bab, what was the Bab we mentioned? Bab, Qawli Allah Ta'ala. The affair of uh, consultation, making consultation with the believers. Now, thereafter, the, now, the Imam, Imam Bukhari, he then brings, he then brings, the fact that the messenger of Allah sallam, that he used to that he used to seek consultation with the uh, sahaba uh, concerning when he would go out for battle when he would go out for battle and in particular the battle of uhud the battle of uhud where wherein the messenger of Allah sallam, he ma'am um Wherein the Messenger of Allah he sought from them yani their consultation with regards to meeting the Mushrikeen and going out to fight them. The Messenger of Allah he yani at the beginning he decided and he preferred to stay behind and not go out and meet them at Uhud, that location, but rather that they come to Medina. That they come to Medina, the Mushrikeen. However, uh, there were those وَشَاوَرَ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ So the, the, the uh, Imam, Imam al-Bukhari, he mentions The Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He, he uh, يعني, consulted his companions Yom Uhud On the day of Uhud uh, Concerning يعني, uh, Going out for battle فَرَأَوْ لَهُ الْخُرُوجِ So from amongst them those who, who they said and يعني, After being consulted they said we should go out, go out to Uhud. Naam. Falamma labisa la'amata wa'azama wa'azam qalu aqim. But when he, at the point when he, he put on his armor, that armor that yani you place, that you put on when you when intending battle. So he put on now, after seeking uh, their consultation, and some of them said, let's go out and meet them at Uhud. However, the messenger of said, we stay behind. When he began to put on his la'mata, uh, uh, his armor, uh, they said, aqim, no, stay. And they changed their mind. They changed their mind. Uh, and this is, يعني, this is why Allah SWT, he mentions in uh, Surah Ali Imran, فَإِذَا عَزَمْتَ فَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ Once you يعني, are determined, and once you are determined, 
first وشعبهم في الأمر seek their consultation وإذا عزمت فتوكل على الله and then when you يعني يعني determine to يعني perform that action يعني after you have sought consultation you've decided فتوكل على الله then rely upon Allah نعم they so they said at this point no stay behind فلم يمل إليهم بعد العزم but the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم after this point he didn't turn to them he didn't turn to them after he was determined وقال and he said لا ينبغي لنبي يلبس لأمته فيضع فيضعها حتى يحكم الله it is not befitting for a prophet once he's placed on his armor that he then takes it off and leaves it up until Allah judges in that matter we're going to get to the point of what Imam al-Bukhari is mentioning here وشاور عليا and likewise he sought consultation from Ali radiallahu anhu wa Usama Usama ibn Zayd فيما رمى به أهل الإفك عائشة he sought likewise their consultation he consulted Ali consulted Usama ibn Zayd concerning those who accused Aisha of that slander فسمع منهما حتى نزل القرآن فجلد فجلد الرامين and so he heard from them and took their consultation up until the Quran was revealed concerning the يعني the fact that Aisha رضي الله عنها was free from this accusation and he ordered with the lashing of those who accused her ولم يلتفت إلى تنازعهم ولكن حكم بما أمره الله he didn't turn he didn't go back he didn't turn to what the the the, the uh, various يعني uh, صحابة what they were the various يعني um, uh, يعني recommendations that they gave and they يعني and, and what what the messenger of Allah should do in this affair concerning يعني before the revelation he didn't turn to any of that يعني once the the eye was revealed and the baraa of Aisha was revealed and Allah declared her free from that slander then he didn't turn to any of that uh, he didn't turn to any of that نعم وكانت الأئمة بعد النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يشتشيرون الأمناء من أهل العلم في الأمور المباهة يأخذوا بأسهلها فإذا وضح الكتاب, فإذا وضح الكتاب أو السنة لم يتعدوه إلى غيره اقتداء بالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. So now the, the Imam he says that the Imma after and the Imams from the Sahaba and from the Tabi'een after the Messenger of Allah وسلم, had passed away, they would seek consultation likewise يعني, from those who were trustworthy, from Ahlul Ilm, from the people of knowledge. In those affairs where يعني, they are, it is permissible for you to seek consultation. يعني, where you need consultation. يعني, you, 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 يعني, those matters that allow that consultation. As for those matters that are clear. Uh, clear. Matters of aqaid. Matters even halal and haram. But they are outright clear. And it's not allowed for you to make ijtihad in. Uh, in, the, in, the, in matters other than that. يعني, matters that are mubaha. And allowed for you to seek consultation. And يعني, to take the position and the opinions of those who are from Ahlul Ilm, um, يعني, they would do so. فَإِذَا وَضَحَ الْكِتَابِ However, if the kitab, يعني the Quran, was clear in a particular matter, or the sunnah, لَمْ يَتَعَدَّوهُ They would not 
go beyond that. They will not go beyond the Quran and the Sunnah ila ghayrihi and they will not turn to anything else. They will not turn to these yani to ahl al-ilm and these umana, these trustworthy individuals and their opinions. Huh? They will not turn to them and their ara and their opinions if the kitab and the sunnah have spoken in that matter. Iqtida'an bin Nabi Yani taken as an example who? The Prophet because we say we see that that's what he did. Huh? If the Quran and the Sunnah have spoken in the matter, then we don't turn to any anything else. So yani the munasaba here is clear. Jiddan. Yani the relevance of, of this what that Imam al Bukhari is mentioning here is clear yani in this chapter the, 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 or in this kitab, the book of holding on to the book and the sunnah, it's clear. Naam. And that is because La ra'i li ahadin fi kitab wala fi sunnah as Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, the Khalifa, Rashid, he said, as Imam al-Darimi, he mentions from al-Awza'i, that he said, Kataba, Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, and he wrote, Annahu la ra'i, la ra'i, li ahadin fi kitabin, that there is no opinion left to anyone, no opinion, nobody has an opinion when there is an ayah from the kitab. وَإِنَّمَا رَأْيُ الْأَئِمَّةِ فِيمَا لَمْ يَنْزِلْ فِيهِ كِتَابٍ Rather, the only time there is a right and an opinion for, 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 the, for the imams is when there is nothing or there's nothing that has been revealed in the kitab. Um, and likewise, when there is nothing within the sunnah. وَلَا رَأْيُ لِأَهَدْ فِي سُنَّةٍ سَنَّهَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم. And there is no opinion for anyone if the messenger of Rasulullah has يعني, made something a sunnah. Ibn, Ibn Khuzayma, he said very similarly, he said, لا قول أهد مع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم This is important, this point here that Ibn Khuzayma, he adds, يعني, that there's no statement, no opinion for anyone if يعني, there is something that has come from the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم and if the narration and the hadith is authentic in that situation. However, يعني, if there is no nas, there is no kitab, there is no sunnah, then يعني, we can take the opinions of the a'immah يعني, when they use ijtihad, when they make that ijtihad and they strive to come to the ruling, then they have a ra'i and we can go to that ra'i and we weigh up and see يعني, which is the stronger uh, يعني, opinion, closest to the adilla and so on. يعني, in that situation, yes. But we find that the Sahaba, that they, they acted upon this principle and this matter that Imam al-Bukhari is mentioning here, that they would leave off the opinions, their own opinions, and even the opinions of those possibly يعني, greater than them, the opinions of those يعني, related to them, their fathers, their sons and so on. They would leave all of that. They would leave that if it opposed the Kitab and the Sunnah. Look at what occurred between Umar, Umar bin Khattab anhu, and Shayba bin Uthman. Concerning the Tawzi' of the Mal al-Ka'bah. The Tawzi' Mal al-Ka'bah. Yani the wealth accumulated around the Ka'bah. The people used to, yani, uh, 
donating, giving charity, and so on. Uh, and so there was wealth that was يعني, in, in يعني, the custody of the Kaaba, and يعني, uh, would be in, in, يعني, in the custody of those who يعني, uh, were in, in charge of the Kaaba. And so Uthman, uh, Umar, he intended to distribute this wealth amongst the people. And Imam Bukhari, he mentions this in his Sahih. Um, however, Shayba, he said, Ma anta bifail. He said, you're not going to do so. You're not going to do this. You can't do this. And then Umar, he said, Lima. He said, why? He said, Lam yaf'alhu sahibak. He said, your two companions didn't, didn't do this. Meaning the Prophet and Abu Bakr. They never did this. And so, it's mentioned that he, 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 he left his position. He turned and he walked away. He turned and he walked away. So we have here Umar bin Khattab. And we know he's the, sec- the, the second best of this ummah after Abu Bakr. He left his position, which he intended to do, for someone lesser than him, Shayba. Ibn Umar, with his father Umar, Abdullah ibn Umar, with his father, uh, Umar al-Khattab, concerning al-tamattu' al-tamattu' bil-umrati ila al-hajj. The person, يعني, he, turn, يعني, he, he, he begins with the Umrah and then he turns it into the Hajj. Naam, that he couples them and he comes with the Umrah first and then the Hajj. There was a man from Sham. He, he said to Abdullah ibn Umar, Inna abak qad naha anha. Indeed your father, Umar, has forbidden from this, from this tamattu' in Hajj. He's forbidden it. He forbids it. And so Abdullah bin Umar he said he turned and he said to him, Araita in Kana Abi Naha Anha Wa Naam Wa Sanaaha Rasulullah Sallam Amra Abi Amru Amru Abi Yutaba Am Amru Rasulullah Sallam said Yani have you not seen or Yani uh, do you see that if the Prophet or if my father he forbade from something, but yet the Prophet he did it? Is the affair of my father? Does that is that to be followed? Does that have more right to be followed? Or the affair and that command from the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu And so here we have Ibn Umar rejecting something which has come from his father and the opinion of his father, leaving that. Leaving that position and the opinion of his father, the Sahaba, no doubt, they're going to be from the most righteous towards their parents. But here, Abdullah ibn Amr did not compromise and he ordered with leaving off the position of his father and taking the position of the Messenger of Allah. Salim bin Abdullah, who was the son of Abdullah ibn Amr. So now, we're in the family of. Umar al-Khattab, we're discussing that which yani, took place even with his grandson Salim. Salim bin Abdullah ibn Ahmad. Salim rejected the uh, position of his grandfather, Umar. In the matter, uh, in the matter na'am, um, concerning the tahallul uh, in Hajj, that tahallul awwal, yani that as we know, when in Hajj, after the uh, 
throwing of the, the stones, after the slaughtering, after uh, the shaving of the, of the heads, um, there is the tahallul awwal, yani that first stage of coming out of the ihram. Not a complete exiting out, out of the ihram, but the first stage where uh, most of the, those mahdurat and those things that were forbidden upon you in the state of ihram, most of them become uh, permissible except for al-nisa, uh, except for women and having relations with your wife. Now, Imam al-Bukhari he mentions that uh, Amr, he mentioned إذا رميتم الجمرة وذبحتم وحلقتم فقد حل لكم كل شيء حرم عليكم إلا النساء بالطين يعني after you've done those things after you've done those things all of that which was haram upon you now becomes permissible except for women and الطين applying perfume applying perfume نعم until you perform the tawaf tawaf al-ifadah after that now you, you come out of the ihram the complete ihram and everything becomes halal and so Salim he said he said qalat Aisha that Aisha the wife of the messenger of Allah she said ana طَيَّبْتُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ قَبْلَ أَنْ I applied perfume upon the messenger of Allah I applied it upon it, uh, on him myself before he placed on the ihram and also I applied it on him again when he came out of that first stage of ihram that first yani, uh, existing of ihram yani after he threw the stones um and i applied yani applied it that second time yani that time of that first exiting out of the ihram and before he made that tawaf showing that yani it is only the nisa that are forbidden up until you make the the uh, tawaf now and so um, salim he said he said, وَسُنَّةَ رُسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى He said, the sunnah of the messenger of Allah has more right and more deserving of being followed. Now, Imam Shafi'i, he likewise narrates this qissa uh, and this story and this hadith. And he mentions, yani as ta'aliq uh, and commentary, commentary that he, 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 he uh, yani made on this uh, incident. He said, وَحَكَذَا يَنْبَغِي أَنْ يَكُونَ الصَّالِحُونَ وَأَهْلُ الْعَلْمِ This, and in this way, it is befitting that the صَالِحُونَ, the righteous and the people of knowledge, this is how they should be. فَأَمَّا مَا تَذْحَبُونَ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ تَرْكِ السُنَّةِ وَغَيْرِهَا وَتَرْكِ ذَلِكِ لِغَيْرِ الشَّيْءِ بَلْ لِرَأْيِ أَنفُسِكُمْ فَالْعِلْمِ إِذَنْ إِلَيْكُمْ تَأْتُونَ مِنْهُ مَا شِئْتُمْ Imam Shafi'i he said that uh, as for that which you go towards and that which yani, you, you do by way of leaving off the sunnah and going towards other than the sunnah hmm, rather to the opinions of yourselves you go towards the opinions of yourselves knowledge then to you is يعني, ma you take from it that which you wish 
and you leave that which you wish. This is Imam al-Shafi'i. We're going to come to some of the statements of the, the Imams, the Imma, Imam al-Arba, we're still on the Sahaba. We're still on the Sahaba and how the Sahaba were. Ibn Abbas, likewise, Imam al-Bukhari, all of these narrations are authentic. And these incidents that took place, Imam al-Bukhari, that which took place between Ibn Abbas and Ali, when Ali, when he, when he, يعني, the Murtaddin and those who apostatized, he, يعني, burnt them. يعني, he, he burnt them, يعني, he burnt them as, as their punishment in the fire. Or he, يعني, punished them with the fire. And Ibn Abbas, he, Abdullah Ibn Abbas, عنهما, he said to him, he said that, I would not have done that. I would, have, I would not have done that. For indeed, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, لا تعذبوا, لا Do not punish with the punishment of Allah, namely with the fire. فبلغ ذلك عليًا. And so that reached Ali, that Ibn Abbas said this. فقال صدق Ibn Abbas. And so he said, Ibn Abbas spoke the truth, and he rajah, and he took back that يعني, action that he did, and يعني, that position that he held. Abu Huraira, likewise. Abu Huraira, and we know about Abu Huraira, he's from the Muktreen, rather. He narrated the most ahadith. We know that the Messenger of Allah made dua for him, and that after that he never forgot anything. And then the fact that the people said, Akthara Abu Huraira, Abu Huraira is narrating too many ahadith, but then he mentioned why, because he made that mulazama of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu and so, يعني, is it the case that Abu Huraira, يعني, he, he, he thought himself to be يعني, above and beyond others who, who narrate a hadith? Hmm? Those lesser than him, those who narrated lesser. And the women, hmm? rather, in this affair, the affair where he narrated the hadith, Imam, Imam Ahmad, he narrates the hadith, the hadith is sahih, on the shart of Imam al-Bukhari, and on the shart of Bukhari and Muslim. Hadith is sahih. Uh, that Abu Huraira, that he narrated the hadith from the Messenger of Allah That if one of you, uh, or when, this, when, when uh, it's time for salah, meaning salah al-fajr, this is in Ramadan. When fajr starts, and one of you is junub, and in that major state of ritual impurity, he needs to make the ghusl. If you wake up and the time for salah has come in, and the time of fajr has begun, then you shouldn't fast that day. This is Abu Huraira. However, we have in the Sihah, Bukhari and Muslim and other than them, hadith that is authentic without doubt, from Aisha, anha. Uh, that the Prophet he used to wake up and he was junub. He was in that state of ritual impurity. Uh, then he would make the ghusl and then he would fast. Naam. So here we have يعني, contradiction here. Contradiction. We have Abu Hurairah mentioning this from the Messenger of Islam. We have Aisha mentioning this. Bukhari Muslim, they mention in another hadith concerning this topic that Abu Huraira kana yuhadith 
عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم that Abu Hurairah used to narrate from the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم من أدركه الفجر جنوبا فلا يصب similar to that wording of Imam Ahmed that whoever reaches fajr or fajr reaches him and he's in the city of Janaba then he shouldn't fast فبلغه قول عائشة but then this, the statement of Aisha and the hadith that Aisha was narrating reached him وأم سلمة كذلك and likewise the two wives of the messenger أم سلمة فقال لمن أخبره and so he said to the one who who narrated this to him and said that Aisha and Um Salama they, 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 they mentioned this أهما قالتا لك did they both say this to you قال and so the one who informed him he said نعم he said yes he said قال هما أعلم they are more knowledgeable they are more knowledgeable concerning this affair huh? um, and then Abu Huraira he, uh, he used to يعني, reject that which he used to uh, say in this matter uh, and he would say سمعت ذلك من فضل ibn Abbas it was Fadl that he used to narrate this from because we know Abu Huraira some of his ahadith many of his ahadith in fact that يعني, if you look at يعني, the, uh, his, يعني, when he accepted Islam very later on and he narrates يعني, the most ahadith hmm, يعني, that he narrates ahadith from other companions similar to Abdullah ibn Abbas Abdullah ibn Abbas was very young when the messenger of passed away so the scholars mentioned like 18, 16, 18 but he's from the Mukthirin from those who narrated more than a thousand however Ibn Taymiyyah he mentioned that from all of those ahadith that he narrates Abdullah ibn Abbas only around 20, 20 of them where he said سَمِعْتَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ صَلَى the rest of them he heard them from other companions heard them from other companions now however that يعني, does not that does not يعني, take away anything from those ahadith the companion rates from another companion يعني, it's well known huh? indeed there are those there are those who when it comes to يعني, in particular when it, the 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 mutaassideen those who blindly follow taqlid al-a'ma that, that blind following those who have that ta'assub to their madhab yani that ta'assub and that yani what for ta'assub that partisanship yani to that madhab of theirs that you find that they even begin to attack Abu Huraira Abdullah ibn Umar they attack them and belittle them that they're not they're not fuqaha they're not faqih, they're not fuqaha and they, يعني, they, يعني, they had hadith with them and so on but they're not fuqaha they're not at that level, why? because many of those hadith that they narrate opposes masail in their madhab masail in their madhab, so they will reject sunan and hadith uh, يعني, due to that ta'assub that they had Naam. however, the scholars they mention that this how they, because both of these narrations are uh, authentic uh, even though Fadl narrated it to Abu Huraira, Fadl ibn, uh, Fadl ibn Abbas, uh, that we still have the, the matter of them both being authentic. So the scholars have mentioned that that, that was at the beginning of Islam. It's mansukh, it's abrogated. Or some of the scholars have mentioned that this is from the angle of Nafil Kamal. Nafil Kamal, yani the Messenger of Islam, yani not saying that uh, yani there's no fast for him and he shouldn't fast. Yani the one who uh, wakes up in that state of Janaba, but that it's and in negation of the complete reward uh, unlike the one who wakes up and yani, he's upon Tahara and yani, he fasts that day now we're going to move to the 
statements of the a'imma. And so now we're going to begin to focus in on the muqallideen and muta'assibeen. يعني regardless والله تعالى عالم يعني regardless the hukum still applies يعني to يعني it's general to يعني the optional fasting and the obligatory fasting the matter still remains the same نعم Abu Hanifa rahimahullah now we're going to move to as we said the statements of the imams to show how they likewise were upon that i'tisam bil kitab wa sunnah how have we come how have we come to yani, uh, this affair of sticking to the book and the sunnah when we began in the first yani, uh, lecture we began discussing the affair of the 73 sects sah and that the first that was the that only sect that, that will enter uh, jannah without the adab is those who are upon or the messenger of Islam and the Sahaba who were upon, and this was their way sticking onto the stick, yani sticking to the book and the Sunnah. And the Imams after them, the Imams from the Tabi'een and the Atba' Tabi'een, and other than them, Abu Hanifa rahimahullah, he was upon this way. Imam Malik, Imam Shafi'i, Ahmed ibn, uh, Ahmed ibn Hanbal, all of them upon this way. Abu Hanifa, that well known statement, Abu Hanifa, either Sahal Hadith, Fahua, Madhabi. If a hadith is authentic, then that is my Madhab, my way. Likewise, لا يحل لأهد أن يفتي بقولنا ما لم يعلم من أين قلنا. It is not allowed, not permissible for anyone that he gives fatwa with our statements and with our fatwa and that which we, يعني, have said. If he doesn't know from where we said that, where that come from, the source for that. Likewise, إذا قلت قولا it was said to Abu Hanifa. It was actually it was said to Abu Hanifa. Now, إذا قلت قولا, if you make a statement, you Abu Hanifa, وكتاب وكتاب الله يخالفهم, and the book of Allah opposes them, opposes what you said. You make a statement, but the book of Allah opposes that which you said. Abu Hanifa he responded and said, قال أترك قولي بكتاب الله. Abandon my statement for the book of Allah. فقيل له وسوء سدهم إذا كان خبر رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم what if the khabar and that hadith going back to the messenger of opposes what you said? Then he said, hmm? Leave my statement for the statement of the messenger of Islam. Now, then it was said to him, uh, What if, what if, uh, يعني, the call of the Sahaba, or call of Sahabi, opposes that which you said? Likewise, he said, Leave my statement for the statement of the companion. Imam Malik, he said, Innama ana bashar. He said, indeed, I'm only a man. I make, a mis I make mistakes and at times I'm correct. فَانْذُرُوا فِي قَوْلِ So look to my statement. فَكُلُّ مَا خَالَفَ الْكِتَابُ وَالسُنَّةِ فَتْرُكُوا Look to my statement and all of that from my statement all of those statements, any of those statements that oppose the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, abandon it and leave it. كل أهدين 
يؤخذ من قوله ويرد الا صاحب هذا القبر he said that every person will have his statement accepted or rejected except for the companion of this grave meaning the messenger of allah sallam likewise as is well known that incident took place concerning that the takhlil asab al rijlain yani washing in between using the fingers the the, the fingers to um, wash between the uh, toes ibn wahb he mentions that yani he gave fatwa in a gathering that this yani that a person shouldn't do this he mentions then i waited until everybody left and i approached him and i said that there has come and he brings his narration that there has come from the messenger of allah sallam and he mentioned he brought his isnad the chain so then imam malik he said that is a hasan and that is something good and he accepted that 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 chain and then and that he accepted, he accepted that hadith then thereafter he mentions ibn wahab that he used to give fatwa with takhlil asabi rijlain and he gave fatwa now um yani uh, with that uh yani that that position imam shafi'i many statements from imam shafi'i he said ajma' al-muslimun the muslims have yani have agreed all of them ala an ان من استبان له سنه عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لم يهل له يدعها لقول احد scholars have agreed all of them that if a sunnah of the messenger of allah sallallahu becomes clear to him that it is not halal for him not allowed for him that he leaves that for the statement of anybody else and likewise he said the same as abu hanifa his teacher اذا صح اذا صح الحديث فهو مذهبي if a hadith is authentic uh, then that is my madhab now uh, and likewise yani uh, many statements he made uh, imam ahmed la tuqallidni don't blindly follow me don't follow me yani blindly wala tuqallid malikan likewise malik uh, likewise yani imam shafi'i wal awza'i wal thawri wa khudh min hayth akhadu the take from what they took from Naam. and likewise he said ra'yu al-awza'i wa ra'yu malik wa ra'yu abi hanifa the opinion of 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 awza'i the opinion of malik of abi hanifa kulluhu ra'y all of that is opinion meaning yani when there's no yani when they when they uh, come with their ra'y when they make ijtihad and so on as we said yani when there's clear ayah clear hadith and there's no ishqal then yani uh, the ra'y we don't go to the ra'y we don't go to the ra'y however yani um, when yani the masala requires that ijtihad yani and they come with their ara imam ahmad he says wa huwa indi siwa siwa all of that all of their opinions yani whoever it is it is all of that is the same to me wa inma al hujjah fil athar rather the hujjah and the evidence is in the athar in the narrations now however there's a shubha and a doubt that the muqallidin uh, mutaassibin that they come with and that is that they say and you hear this often you hear this often and the mushkila is because yani specifically here in, in our, our location here that we find that yani salafiyah and the da'wah of salafiyah is yani fairly yani new compared to yani the da'wah of the muqallidin yani we find that yani the early muslims in this country yani most of them from from yani the south asian subcontinent and uh, many of them aghlabuhum ahnaf hanafis they 
follow the matter of the the Hanafiya. Uh, uh, and alhamdulillah, well, now we have Da'wat al-Sulafiyya over the past yani, 20, 30 years. Yani, 20 years. And yani, we find that Da'wat al-Sulafiyya is going, alhamdulillah. It's going. And the call of the Salafiyun is all of that which we're discussing today and we've discussed before is al-ruju' to go back to al-kitab al-sunnah and i'tisam bil-kitab al-sunnah. But they come with this doubt. They come with this doubt. Those who are muta'assibin, they're afflicted by the partisanship, the blind partisanship, and they accuse Ahl Sunnah and Salafiyun of saying that we all ourselves just go back to the Quran and Sunnah ourselves. That you don't need Imams. It's a doubt that they bring. Many of you may have heard this doubt that they could, that they come with. They say that. The Salafis say that you don't need Imams, that every single person on his own just goes to the book and the Sunnah. That you go to the Quran yourself, you go to the Sunnah, pick up the books and just يعني, take yourselves. Shubha that they bring. Now, um, now, however, we make clear, absolutely clear, that this is not what the scholars of Ahl Sunnah and the scholars and the Imma. Uh, for, of this Da'wat al-Salafiyyah and Ahl al-Ilm this is not something that they say they don't say that every person now goes to the book and the sunnah and he leaves off the statements of these imams and the ara of these imams and the opinions of these imams no, no one says that but rather the scholars they make clear that the people are of levels you have Ahl al-Ilm from Ahl al-Ilm you have those who are mujtahideen those who have the tools Adat of being able and the tools which are needed in order to make ijtihad and those who fulfill, fulfill the shurut, the conditions of yani, making ijtihad. Hmm? And this is something which you find from the yani, contradictions is that yani, so they make this claim about us that we call to just go into the book and the sunnah. However, like we said, we make absolutely clear that yani, this is not the Da'wah and the call uh, of the A'imma, of this Da'wah, this blessed Da'wah. But rather they say, as we said, that, that people, the people of levels, the much, you have the Alim, Mujtahid, who's able to go to the book and the Sunnah, him. He has the tools, he has, the, the, he has studied those ulum, those sci- sciences of, of, of knowledge that is required from Lugha, uh, having the Arabic language, and then having Yani, uh, the, the, the adillah, knowing the adillah, knowing the kitab, knowing the, the sunnah, in particular those yani, uh, that tachassus that, that, that alim may yani, speci- uh, specialize in, that speci- specialization that he may specialize in, whether that is yani, usul of the deen, whether that is fiqh, whether that is faraid, uh, yani inheritance and so on, uh, or yani, the qudat uh, and the judges and so on. Yani that they have their specific yani specializations. The scholars they mentioned that the mujtahid in that branch of knowledge, then he yani must know the adillah. And he must know the ahadith that have come in that matter. Huh? Uh, they discuss whether he has to have yani be uh, hafid of the Quran and had, had made hiv of all of these adillah and so on. That's yani, something they discuss. 
However, the scholars they mentioned that, that that is not يعني, something which is a condition. As long as he knows, and as long as he, he knows that these adilla are there, even though he might not memorize them, and he goes back to them. كذلك, he needs to know ijma'. He needs to know the ijma' of the ummah, because you can't make ijtihad in something where there's ijma' of the ummah. Ijma' of the ummah. Scholar, يعني, there's no room for ijtihad now, because it's ijma', consensus. So he needs to know all of this. He needs to know the signs of usul al-fiqh. He needs to know nasikh mansukh. He needs to know al-am, wal-khas, the general, specific. He needs to know the mutlaq, muqayyid, the restricted, unrestricted, and so on. All of this, he needs to know all of this. But then you have these ahnaf, and something which happened recently with one of the du'at al-khayr, alhamdulillah, and from the tulab al-ilm, where Hanafi, mutaassib, blind, yani follower, taqlid a'ma, where he yani, attempted to yani, speak to the, to the brother and he said, yeah, Brother, I'm a alim. Brother, you know, I'm a alim. I studied in such and such darloom and I'm a alim. And so the brother, he said, Tayyip, so then you know Arabic. Let's speak in Arabic. Brother, I'm jahil. <laughs> brother, I'm jahil. Huh? Now suddenly jahil. Huh? So, uh, you're alim. And this is something that you find with them that, so they're accusing us of يعني, you all go to the book and sunnah yourselves hmm. but then you're an alim yourself how quick is it يعني, the alim course that they have amongst themselves alim course three months become an alim or alima hmm. three months that's all it takes so you're going to learn all of these ulum you're going to become a mujtahid you're going to become an alim but then you don't even, you're not even able to speak Arabic that first ilm that is required in order for you to even enter those other ulum Hmm? Now, so the scholars they mention that they are shurut, shurut, and if a person has, haven't, has, hasn't met those shurut and doesn't have the tools to be a mujtahid, then, yani either you're going to be talib ilm, you're going to be a student of knowledge, one who studies, but you don't have, you haven't reached that level where you've got all these ulum, but you study your deen and you learn, hmm? you make yani al hifz bad shay, yani you you memorize and. يعني, you do whatever you can, but you don't have those tools. So you're talib ilm, and you follow the statements of the mujtahideen. And you go to the mujtahideen, you go to these a'imma. يعني, when it comes to a masala and you want to know the truth, you don't have those tools to make ijtihad. So you go back to their statements, and that is wajib upon you. First, ask the people of knowledge if you don't know, Allah's commanded us. If you don't know, you don't have those tools of ijtihad, you have to ask ahlul ilm. Hmm? But then you have the the general in person who is not even talib al-ilm, يعني, uh, doesn't even learn his religion, but a matter comes up and he, he needs to know يعني, what to do in this matter. That person, that person يعني, he also likewise, he asks Ahlul al-ilm. However, يعني, we can now categorize the people يعني, into categories. Firstly, you have uh, يعني, those who who when, we, when we're talking about ask, asking the people of knowledge and taking and these imams, taking their ara, their opinions and their positions and so on, you have the affair of taking the statement of the imam whilst knowing his proof that he's using. Whilst knowing his proof that he's using. This here is not taqeed. This is Ittiba. And so, يعني, we have 
when the people of Manaji discuss the affair of Ijtihad, Taqlid, they usually bring within this discussion the difference between an ittiba' following and a taqlid. So an ittiba' is what? Where you follow the statement of someone whilst knowing his proofs that he's using. This is not taqlid, this is ittiba' this is following, this is the following the statement of the, of the imam whilst knowing his evidences. This is not taqlid. Then you have the one who takes the statement of the imam without knowing his evidence this is taqlid now this taqlid here this taqlid here could be wajib even on the talib ilm no doubt the army because he has he's not even talib ilm he needs to know the ruling in a particular matter and he asks an alim and the alim doesn't bring all the adillah. He knows that this person, he can't يعني, comprehend all of these adillah. يعني, he's not capable of understanding them. May, يعني, maybe يعني, he's uneducated from the, يعني, from the desert, Bedouin. Hmm? Comes and asks, just wants to know the ruling. Hmm? So this person, he's following statement of an imam without knowing his proof. This is taqlid. And in this situation, the scholars, many other scholars, they mention, that in this situation now, it is wajib upon him. And it's wajib upon him to ask. And this taqlid is not, is not madmoom. It's not blameworthy. Rather, it is wajib. It is wajib. Hmm? He needs to know. And he asks. And <coughs> even though he doesn't know his proofs, for him, that's all he can, he can do. And la yukallifu Allahu nafsan illa wus'aha. That is wajib upon him. Even talib an. Even talib an. When matter arises, he asks an alim, and the alim gives fatwa, doesn't know his adillah. Yani, he may not have the time and the ability there and then to go away and research everything that the, the, the alim, yani, or that position that the alim, yani, he, he came with, and that fatwa that he gave, to study the evidences and to know whether that is a strong position or the fatwa of someone else. So at that point there, up until he searches for, he researches for himself. At that point there, he makes taqlid. He makes taqlid because taqlid is that you follow someone without knowing his evidences. And it's possible that you may hear a fatwa from someone. How many times you hear a fatwa from the imma and the sheikh is asked and the sheikh may say, and that's it. He's not allowed. But he does make mention of his adillah that he's using. But no doubt he's going to have adillah. Here in this situation, yani you go away and you take that and you go and say to someone else, like, that's not, that question you asked me, I asked so-and-so and he said that it is haram, or not allowed, not from the sunnah, or so-and-so, whatever. You don't know his adillah. Huh? Here, this is taqlid. But that, and that is not madmoom. That is not blameworthy. However, the third category is those who take the position of an imam, ma'rafati khata'ihi. Huh? What's knowing that he has made a mistake, huh? and there is other than him who has come with adilla clear wadiha. Hmm? That there now is madmum. 
and haram that you follow, continue to follow someone, knowing that he's made a mistake, knowing that the adil that he's using, uh, yani outweighed and weak and so on, or he doesn't have any dalil. Uh, and of course, this is for the one who now knows the, the adilla, the one who knows, as you said, the one who doesn't know the dalil, and his army, yani he, yani he's uh, yani not to be blamed, doesn't have the capability, doesn't know the adilla, yani he makes takrid. However, we're talking about the one now who, when the evidence has come to him now, and he knows the different positions, and he knows hmm, that such and such imam, and he's, he's mistaken in this. However, as we know, he's still rewarded because the aim of their mukhlisin, and again, another shubha that they bring, that we attack the imams and so on. And how can you say this about such and such an imam? And he's a'la minna and so on. Hmm? We say that it's you Jews, and we're going to see. It's permissible that they make mistakes. And as the Salaf would say, that Allah SWT has made a mistake for every imam. Allah has made a mistake for every imam in order to show that he is not a Nabi. Hmm? To show that he is not a Nabi. Because this is the Anbiya. Hmm? And we're going to see examples. How from the Kibar. Kibar of the Sahaba. As we've already seen anyway. From some of the Sahaba. That يعني, they, they, they were on away. Or they gave fatwa concerning something and then the opposite of that fatwa or other than that يعني, position that they held came to them and they يعني, left their position and so on. Or that يعني, they were unaware of it. It shows that even at that level, a dalil hasn't come to them. Hmm? Dalil hasn't come to them. That, that proof hasn't come to them. Not that we say that يعني, they intended huh? that they intended to oppose the truth. Abadan. They don't intend to oppose the truth. But they are rijal. They are men. I'm only a man. I'm correct sometimes and I make mistakes sometimes. Naam. When it becomes blameworthy is when a person, he continues to follow that imam and his statement when he knows it opposes the adillah. Naam. So that's the shubha that they bring. The imma, as we know, that they would oppose even their own imams within that madhab. Hmm? Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, from his closest companions were Al-Qadi, Abu Yusuf. Likewise, Muhammad ibn al-Hasan, al-Shaybani. Likewise, uh, Zufar ibn al-Hudayl. Uh, from the well-known imams within that madhab, the madhab of the Hanafiya. However, they oppose their own imam. They oppose, they oppose their own imam in many masail. And there are, are mu'allafat, books, authored. Specific book that I have in the library where yani, the book just focuses on those matters that the sahiban, meaning Abu Yusuf and uh, Imam Muhammad, where they oppose in all those masail that they oppose Abu Hanifa in. That they oppose him in. And then those matters that Yani the various combinations that uh, Abu Yusuf and Zufar opposed him in. And then Imam Muhammad and Zufar and so on. What they opposed him in. Hmm? Yani we find that they acted upon that which the Imam taught them. Hmm? Don't blindly follow me. You find my statements opposing the book and the Sunnah. Leave that. Leave that. Naam. And so, yani, uh, if Yani, uh, if it is allowed that within the same madhab there are various positions, huh, then how different 
is that from, يعني, from a person who takes from various madhahib. Huh? He, he, he takes from, يعني, if the truth in this matter is with the Hanabila, he takes from the Hanabila. If the truth is with the Shafi'iyah in this particular matter, he takes from the Shafi'iyah. The, the affair is about the Dalil, the Adilla, not about the Madhab. Because even within the Madhab and even within the Madhab of the Hanaf, uh, Hanafiyyah, and likewise the Shafi'iyah, the Malikiyah, and Hanabila, you find the various positions amongst themselves. Ma'am, the affair is about the Kitab and the Sunnah. The Kitab and the Sunnah and those who have the strongest position with them. Ma'am. Another doubt that they bring is Tatabba' al-Rukhus. Now, are we for time? Taib, we're going to go into the Muqallideen today. Now, Tatabba' al-Rukhus, they say. Yani that when you don't, when you don't follow one madhab, then this gives way and leads to yani munkar, and evil, and that is tabar rukhus. That, yani you just follow, you, you 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 go to whichever agrees with your desire. Yeah, you look for the, uh, yani the concessions, and you look for yani that which is the easiest, and you follow your desires. This is a claim that they that they make. That yani when you call to this, when you say don't stick to a madhab, don't stick to one imam, but yani look at the imma, all of them and the adilla that they've used, and stick to that which is closer to the truth, that which is in agreement with the Book of the Sunnah. They say, no, that, that leads to tatabba' rukhus, following the rukhus and following that which a person searching for that which is the easiest and that which position which agrees with his desire. They, they say that the Sahaba, they, uh, yani, or what we say to them, awalan, is that the Sahaba, first and foremost, after the Quran was completed after the Sunnah of the Messenger was completed and he left. That the Sahaba never, never obligated the, like what's the type of Tabi'in, they never obligated and yani, uh, compelled the people with this uh, with following a particular madhab and a particular individual. And a person sticks to, to the madhab of yani, one particular. Imam, whether that is Abu Bakr, whether that is Umar or Uthman and so on. They never argue with any of that. However, the Muqalladeen may come back and say, well, that is because yani, the madhahib, the madhahib, yani, lam tukun mudawwana, yani, the, the opinions of the imams and the madhahib and their rulings and so on hadn't yet yani, been recorded and so on. And add to that, the fact that now in these times, in those later times, there is that qillatul war'ah, qillatul ilm and so on. Um, yani that knowledge has decreased. People don't fear Allah anymore and so on. The fear of the Sahaba, the taqwa of the Sahaba, and the war'ah of the Sahaba was much greater and so on. So now the need to follow madhab. So again, this is some of the doubts that they bring. However, look to that which uh, Ibn Taymiyyah, um, yani, um, he, he mentions concerning yani, this shubha that they bring. Sheikh Musa ibn Taymiyyah, he mentions مَنِ الْتَزَمَ مَذْهَبًا مُعَيِّنًا ثُمَّ فَعَلَ خِلَافًا That whoever opposes, or afwan, whoever sticks to a madhab, a specific madhab, particular madhab, he sticks to it. Then he does, uh, and he yani, uh, does something which opposes that madhab. 
من غير تقليد لعالم اخر افتى ولا ولا استدلال بدليل يقتضي خلاف ذلك ومن غير عذر شرعي يبيح له ما فعل يعني that a person who sticks to a madhab however he then opposes that madhab um, يعني without him making تقليد of another alim who يعني give him a fatwa and without يعني uh, making istidlal and seeking to use as proofs that which would necessitate opposing that madhab in that particular matter and without an other shari without a legislative reason which would allow him to do that فَإِنَّهُ يَكُونُ مُتَّبِعًا لِهَوَى of course he will be following his desire he will be following his desire وَعَامِلًا بِغَيْرِ اجْتِهَادٍ وَلَا تَقْلِيدٍ فَهَذَا مُنْكَرْ this is a munkar this is a munkar this is Sheikh Rasulullah ibn Taymiyyah and quite commonly they'll say they'll put Sheikh Rasulullah ibn Taymiyyah with you mutashadideen you those who hate the madhahib and the imams and so on but here look we have Ibn Taymiyyah saying that this is not allowed this is a munkar, evil and this is غير مسلم we don't accept this we don't accept this as an argument why? because the affair of following your desires and taking the easiest that applies to everything in the deen applies to everything in the deen not just the madhahib a person can follow his desires and not practice Islam at all Wallah. Huh? From the, even at Ahnaf, how many of them? They yani don't pray. How many of them yani don't do don't follow anything in the Madhab and so on, but they're just Hanifi by name and, and whatever. Yani this affair of leaving the truth and following one's desire, that applies to yani to everything. But rather, that ikhlas has to be there from every person if he wants the truth. If you're talking about the one who just follows his desires, then we're all in agreement with that. We're all in agreement with that, that this is not allowed. Naam. So this is some, a doubt that they bring. Um, but the haqiqah in reality, ayyul ikhwa, the reality is that this tamadhub and them calling to the following the way of the uh, yani, uh, particular madhab. And again, we reiterate what we're talking about. We're talking about that tamadhub and taqlid, which is that taqlid al-a'ma. There is, as we said, that permissible and that taqlid which can become wajib and many of the aim himself has, has mentioned even qayyim and many of the aim have mentioned that taqlid can be wajib for the army and for the one who doesn't have ijtihad the tools of ijtihad now but the affair is about when he continues to follow when the truth comes to him and yani, the adilla come to him we show that yani, that position that he's taken that, that position in which he's made taqlid and the matter in, yani, in which he's made taqlid is outweighed that is where now it becomes haram and it becomes blameworthy. Now it, it becomes taqlid al-a'ma. It becomes a blind following and it becomes ta'assub. It becomes يعني, an affair of where the person now is, يعني, uh, يعني, has fall, fallen into that partisanship, that, 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 that blameworthy partisanship. Ittiba' al-hawa, following one's desires. It, يعني, it leads to al exaggeration and extremism. It leads to khiyana likewise. Khiyana, because many of them, you find that they are deceptive, that they even change, they make tahrif of nusus, they will distort texts, they will distort texts in order to promote their madhab and the position of their madhab. 
يعني the effect of raising the hands in the يعني in the صلاة ركوع in the ركوع وعند الرفع من and when coming up from the ركوع that you find أدلة أدلة bring يعني that Prophet Sallam that he raises hands the beginning تكبير the أول تكبير تكبير الإحرام ثم لم يعدها and then he never repeated it ثم لم يعدها يعني you find that يعني they make تحريف of this يعني this wording hasn't been preserved but they'll make تحريف and they'll add and they'll delete and يعني that أمانة and that trust that is required when يعني a person is making تحقيق verifying a particular matter and making that اجتهاد that you يعني do justice to that but we're going to see an example where they don't do that they don't do that نعم but even this اتباع of the mother that they claim to be doing with the, all of their arguments that يعني, يعني if you don't follow madhab first and foremost you don't have the tools you don't mujtahid secondly you're going to end up following your desires you're going to take the easiest and all of this uh, that even in this اتباع that they claim to be doing but as we said it's taqlid al-a'ma and it's ta'asub that even that which they do that you find that even that they don't do correctly they don't follow the imams in what they order them to do and there's a greater matter at hand which we're going to get to be in the later Allah. Now, the mas'ala, let's deal with that mas'ala, the mas'ala of raf al-yadain in the salah. And even though no doubt it's a mas'ala amaliyya, oh, yani it's a, it's a, na'am, mas'ala from the furu' from the subsidiary matters, not from the usul, not from the usul and the foundations of the deen. That's something, no doubt. The ahl-sunnah, yani we don't build our da'wah upon these matters. Like many of them, they do. Yani when it comes to them debating, and they love debating. Yani when they try to debate with Ahl Sunnah and show the Salafis that they, yani you're, you're misguided. Yani they focus in, on these matters. Raf'ul yadain, raising the hands. The number of raka'at tarawih, salat tarawih. Dua, yani in jama'an, all of these fiqh issues. Huh? But even in these fiqh issues, even though we say they're from the furu' But even in these matters, يعني, we say that they are still muhimma, Because, you know, when we say, and there's that kitab of Abu Hanifa, Fiqh al-Akbar, Fiqh al-Akbar, that greater fiqh, which is يعني, the aqeedah, that fiqh and that understanding which is greater, is aqeedah and usul. يعني, that shouldn't lead us to think that the furu issues, that they are saghira, that they are يعني, light matters, huh? And we don't, we're not concerned about them and yani, the affair of yani, giving uh, importance to, to them issues and coming to the truth in those issues is not important. Rather, yani, salah. Salah is from the furu'. Yani, yani, if we're talking about the ibadah and the amal of the salah and tahara and everything connected to it, yani, that is not in, we don't find yani, that in the books of usul and aqidah. But we find that in the books of fiqh. So fiqh, no doubt, is still important. Naam. Um, and يعني, we see that the Sahaba, likewise, in these matters, you find that they يعني, uh, gave the uh, same importance uh, to sticking to the Sunnah in these matters, in these Farooq matters, just as they gave that importance to the Usul of the Deen. That hadith, wherein the Messenger of Allah he said, wherein Abdullah ibn Amr. Uh, he mentioned to a son of his. He had many sons, Salim, Bilal, and others. Uh, he said, 
that the messenger of Allah said la tamna'u ama illa al masajid don't prevent the women from yani the masajid so a son of his he said wallahi we will prevent them we will prevent our women from going there and so uh, he said yani after after saying this and responding in this way it's mentioned within the hadith فَمَا كَلَّمَهُ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ حَتَّى مَاتْ That Abdullah ibn Umar didn't speak to him up until he died. And it's a thick matter. It's a thick matter. Not from the usul. But look how he responded. فَمَا كَلَّمَهُ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ حَتَّى مَاتْ Because he rejected the sunnah. Because it's not, affair of, it's not about the mas'ala being يعني فرعية or from the furu' It's about the fact that you're rejecting sunnah. And this is your attitude towards sunnah, something established from the sunnah. This is your methodology. That you follow in your desires and you, you, any, that, you, that you are outright rejecting something. Hmm? Likewise, uh, Abdullah ibn Mughaffal, Sahabi, when a man, when he saw a man, Yakhdif, Bukhari Muslim, Hadith. Yakhdif, Yakhdif is to flick pebbles. Flick pebbles. Uh, when he saw a man do this, he said, indeed, the Prophet forbade from this. And he said that, indeed, it doesn't يعني, harm the enemy. Huh? Meaning, it's not a weapon you can use to harm the enemy. But rather, it just leads to the breaking of a tooth. Meaning, when you go like that, and you're going to harm someone. Huh? You're going to break the tooth of someone. You're going to pop out the eye of someone. And so on. He forbade from doing it. Even though, I mean, it brings a nice right there. He says, the slingshots and so on that you may bring for your children. Haram. Because, يعني, um, unless they're... يعني, some next level uh, yani rubber that don't harm then Allah Ta'ala concerning the hukum there but he said indeed the Prophet forbade from this then later on he, he saw him doing it again continuing to do it continuing to do it and then he said Bukhari Muslim this hadith then he said Uhadithuka an Rasulillah that I narrate to you from the messenger of Rasulullah that he forbade from this, from the يعني, flicking of the pebbles. And you still do that. I'm not going to speak to you for such and such, such and such time. In one narration, Abadan. I will never speak to you again. Imam Nawi, he mentions, In this is a delil of making hujran and forsaking and abandoning the people of innovation, the people of sin, those who outright reject the sunnah. Huh? In this is clear proof that we make hajr of them. Huh? Those who munabidhi sunnah ma'al-ilm. And when the proof comes to them and the knowledge they continue to reject, then hujran of them. Hujran, and we abandon them. hujranuhu da'iman. Imam Nawawi. Uh, and that it is permissible to make hujran of him da'iman, forever, up until he comes to the truth. Uh, and this, as Ibn Hajar he mentions, similar to Ibn Nawawi, that this does not enter into that hujran which is haram that a Muslim he makes of his brother for three days, more. Hmm. That this does not enter because that is in the affairs of, of the dunya. Hmm. As for this, this is those who يعني, commit innovation and those who are and those who are 
sinful individuals. Naam. Al-Bukhari. Naam. As we said, he went to that extent, he mentioned his Sahih, but he even went to the extent where he afrad al-Risala. He wrote a risala, a risala, all on this matter. Just on this matter. Raf'ul yadain. Just like the Shia, you find the Shia, when they rejected something which is well known in the deen, a hadith mutawatirah, mas'ah ala al-khuffain, the Aima began to bring this mas'ala into the books of Aqeedah. Wallah, that's what they did. Sharh Sunnah, Imam al-Babahari, and other than that, they brought the mas'ala of mas'ah al-khuffain in the books of Aqeedah. Why? To show that the Shia, they reject something well known, well known, and accepted in the deen. Huh? Similar to that, the A'imma, many of them, Imam Bukhari, he authored a juz and a risala mustaqilla, a treatise separate to his sahih just on raf'ul yadain, to refute those who, ex who, who, to, who, those who reject something well known in the deen, accepted by many of the uh, sahaba and many of the imams. Like was Ibn Qayyim, he authored in raf'ul yadain, and other than him. That they, yani, uh, authored in this matter, matter of fiqh. Al-Bukhari, he begins, and at the beginning of his kitab, he mentions that there are, yani, um, uh, 17 from the companions. 17 from the companions who narrate this hadith. And other than Al-Bukhari, mention more, 20. Others mention 70. 70 uh, 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 yani, of, the, of the companions who narrate this. From them, and this, this is rare, this is rare. The Ashar al-Mubashirin, the Ashar al-Mubashirin of the Jannah, the ten guaranteed paradise, they all, it has been narrated that they themselves either narrate this hadith or it's narrated from them, about them, that they used to raise their hands in the Salah. The Khulafa al-Arba, you don't get many Masail where they all agreed upon. This is from them. A Mas'ala, which is widely accepted, Sahih, without doubt, many of the Sahaba, many of the Tabi'een and the Imams, they did this. Now, in fact, as we mentioned, uh, going back to the topic of how, even though it's a fiqh matter, that the Sahaba, the Imams, took this and as a serious matter, that Imam al-Bukhari, he mentions here, he says that, and he narrates, he brings with his Isnad, that Ibn Umar, Nafi' and Nafi' is one from the well-known students of Ibn Umar. Nafi' narrated from Abdullah Ibn Umar that if he saw someone who didn't raise his hands at the time of Ruku' and coming up from Ruku' that he would throw pebbles, stones at him. Hmm? That he would throw stones at him. Now, why? Because it's, yani, the, the, the methodology is what? That we stick to the book and the Sunnah and if you leave in the likes of this Hadith after hadith after hadith in the, in the Sihah, in Sahih al-Bukhari, in Sahih Muslim, in all of the Sihah, in all of those books of Sunnah, huh, that you're leaving something like this for one Dalil that you have. For one Dalil that you have, which is not at that level in any way, in its authenticity. That you leave all of that for this. And this is not, it's not about the mas, this mas'ala anymore. The affair of Raising the hands. Yes, we make clear the fact that you've still erred in this, but the fact that you are now at war with the Sunnah. 
You have what in reality with the sunnah? Because you live in this something which is clear and you're following your desires. Although you do it in, 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 uh, under the guise of we follow this great Imam, we're Hanafi, we're Shafi, we're Maliki, and so on. Now, um, we complete after uh, maybe next week. I just feel that it's, uh, I haven't got into the topic of Rafa Yadain. Um, but inshallah, we'll continue because uh, I think with uh, Tawalna, carry on all. Listen to you guys. Next week? Inshallah. Inshallah, next week, inshallah. No comment, no comment, inshallah. No comment, inshallah, next week. Now, so we, uh, yani we'll have another majlis where we go into the muqallideen, muta'asibeen. Uh, not that we want to focus in onto them, but yani it still requires that we make, and we yani shed that bow on that light uh, yani, uh, in this matter because as we mentioned before, yani we, many of us, we come from those backgrounds where yani our family members and those around us, that they have yani this ta'asub and a misunderstanding concerning many of, the, many, of the, many of them themselves. Don't even realize. Don't even realize when they say they're Hanafi, they're, they're unaware of their, the teachings of their imams that they follow. And when they say they're Hanafi, many of them don't even realize that they're only Hanafi in fiqh. And this is the greater matter that we want to get to. That they say they're Hanafi, but what they intend is Hanafi in fiqh. Hanafi only in fiqh. But what, rather when you go to yani, the statements of their imams, you find, like those who, yani, again, we have them around us, the uh, Diabandis. The Diabandis. Those who follow the scholars of Diaband, that city in India. That they, many of them are unaware that they Founders, the founders of this Darulum that they have, this university that they have, that they make clear, and you'll find this, you'll find this to this day on their website, their official website. If you don't have their books, because most of them, to be honest with you, are in Urdu, uh, um, but you'll find it still on there, but they have the English version, and you'll find it, find it there. Statements of their imams and their leaders that they say that we are Hanafi in fiqh, but in aqidah we are. Ash'ari and Maturidi. And in Suluk, we are Chishti. Yani Sufi, they're outright clear that we're Sufi. Rather, we combine between all of the Turk, the Naqshbandiya, the Qadiriya, and so on. Yani those different Sufi paths. They're Sufis. They are Sufis. They admit it. They admit it and they testify to this. They are Sufi. And they are Quburiya. كذلك أيها الإخوة يعني عجيب شيء عجيب يعني after all this time after now الحمد لله the Salafiyun have have put the bow and shed light on their on their uh, misguidance that you have on their fatwa fatwa seven five zero two I believe I'll give you the exact reference next week fatwa where person is asking that I want you to make this clear when I was young we were taught that you can make du'a or you can ask someone who is alive righteous person to make du'a for you because he is closer to Allah and Allah will not reject him. And we know and that our belief is that the Messenger of Allah is alive in his grave. Alive in his grave, the life of this dunya. The life of this dunya and he is the salam, meaning the worldly life, not the life of the barzakh, which is the belief of Ahl-Sunnah. 
Because if you say that Prophet is alive in his grave, the, the life of this world is yeah, established, yes, that the, Prophet, that the Prophet said that the Anbiya are alive in the grave and they pray. And that is the belief of Ahl Sunnah, yes. The, the Anbiya are alive. But the life of the Barzakh, the life of the Barzakh. But if, if you're saying that no, it's not the life of the Barzakh, it's the life of this dunya, then Prophet never died. Never died because he's never left the dunya. So you he's been buried, the Sahaba buried him while he's alive? Kaif. He's alive and they buried him, buried him alive. And so the question he says, is it allowed then for me to go to, go to the grave of the Messenger of Islam and make dua to him that he, he makes dua, that he intercedes with Allah? Huh? Because Allah will not reject him. That is the shirk al-akbar, where you make dua to the person in the grave and you seek intercession. As for if, as for if, the person goes by the grave and makes dua to Allah. That is not shirk. But that is a munkara. Adim. It's a great evil and it's a wasila to shirk. It's a wasila to shirk. And it is haram. Haram. Not the way of the uh, Sahaba. In fact, the Sahaba, when the Prophet was alive, they would seek, ask the Messenger to make dua. Yes. To, that Allah sends down the rain. And then when he passed away, if it was allowed, then they would have gone. They would have gone to his grave. But they didn't go to his grave. They went to Abbas. They went to Abbas, the uncle of the Messenger of Islam. And they asked him to make dua. And he made dua. Hmm? But if he's alive, as you're saying, alive in the grave and he is and, and so on, then why, why didn't the Sahaba go? That's a rad upon them. Don't you read the book of Allah? You, you will die. And they will die. Huh? But the Darul Ifta, you know, Darul Ifta, Darulum, Diban, India. Find it there. Says Darul Ifta. This is the Darul Ifta. The Jawab is what? Yes, you can do so. You can say this at the graveside. Huh? This is no different from what the Mushrikeen did. They said, Innahum Shifa'auna, in the Allah. They didn't believe that these. Yani, Aliha that they worship, that they yani, uh, created, and that yani, they have Rubiya and so on. But they uh, yani, use them as inter intermediaries, that they will intercede. And they bring us closer to Allah. Ain shirk. Inshallah, next week we'll, we'll continue on that topic.